0: Welcome to the Believe Podcast, a conversation between friends over a passage of scripture. I'm Carolyn Kirsten.
1: And I'm Marvin Williams.
0: And today is episode 112, continuing our chronological look at the Gospels. Today we are kind of a part two of the Sermon on the Mount. Sermon on the
1: Mount, yeah, absolutely. So question for you. We typically get started with a question. Um, So how do you tend to respond when someone calls you on the carpet or corrects you?
0: Oh, Marvin, we have talked about this before. I'm not wrong very often. No, <laughs> no, I hate being wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it really it is an area of growth. Hopefully, it is. I am growing as br- because I do. Yeah, hate so much to be wrong. So when I am called on the carpet, I do have to swallow, take a pause <laughs> because I immediately want to defend myself yeah, yeah, absolutely. because why would I do something or think something if I thought it was wrong? So I'm going to, my natural instinct is to be defensive, you are, you but are, I am trying to
1: grow. You and are to- one of the most prepared people that I know. And, um, and when someone finds a little mistake no. and it's like, wait a minute, <laughs> I prepared for this. So I am totally, I, I'm, I'm, I can double click on that when you've, prepared something. There's, um, there's something in me that is, gets a little self, uh, defensive yeah. and, um, kind of defensive about it. And, and I don't like being called on the carpet. I don't like being corrected. Um, and yet there's this something in me, the Holy Spirit convicts. I ask the question, all right, are they right? Are mm-hmm. they right in what I'm saying? Now I can accept it in In the way they approach me and telling me that I'm wrong. Now, if someone is just kind of lambasting me, like, um, that's a quick way to get shut down. But if you're being compassionate, Hey, Hey, consider this, then I think I'm, I'm okay with that. My first response is to become a little bit more defensive and like, ah, and, uh, but anyway, we're, we're talking about that. It's not a conversation about being defensive and being wrong. Um, we're, we're, Again, talking about the Sermon on the Mount. Mm-hmm. And um, we see this in Matthew, and we see a little bit of, we see this in Luke as well. Now, one of the things that shows up in, um, in, one of, in, in the Sermon on the Mount is judging. Again, this whole idea of judging. Matthew chapter seven talks about judge not. We this is probably another passage that a lot of people know. Don't judge me. Right. You know, judge not, lest you be judged. And you know the whole the same measure you judge others, same measure that you're going to that's going to be used uh, to judge you. So, so what about this whole idea of judging? What is it, and and why is it wrong?
0: Yeah. I think we need to talk about that because it is, t- what it does not mean yep. is anything goes and whatever anybody thinks, like right. you, you never correct someone or you never, um, approach somebody about their opinion. That right. that's not what Jesus is saying. Cause that wouldn't be consistent with the rest of scripture. Yeah. So when he says, judge not that you be judged, I guess I think of it more in terms of, um, well, approaching it carefully. Yeah. And not that we're not to ever have opinions or disagree with someone's choices or their outlook, but to be discerning and and coming in with an approach of um, kindness and building someone up yeah. versus negativity yeah. and criticism. Yeah,
1: I, I like to look at it in in um, in all that you said. Just at this little piece is this whole idea of. Um, you are you're being critical of a person without having all of the information, mm-hmm. and so you're 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 critiquing them, and you don't have all of the context, all of the background. It includes. Um, Uh, Actually, being being kind and to a person that's being that that is being corrected. You're right. We're not. It's it's not talking about not correcting someone because we see all throughout Scripture we have a responsibility to each other to correct one another in love, uh, to bring truth to bear on a situation, but doing it with kindness and compassion. But if I don't have all of the information about you and I make a judgment call Mm -hmm. and I critique you in something without having the background the context. And, and I am harshly critical, then I think that becomes what Jesus is talking about here, judging. And you can reveal information, and then now I have egg on my face because, oh, I didn't know that. And then I have to go back to the people that I talked to or even coming back to you and to say, hey, I, I didn't have all the information, and I judged you. I was critical, and I apologize. So Jesus is really helping us to kind of examine ourselves yes. first. Before we examine other people.
0: Because I, I, I do think that's what he is addressing too, is our tendency to find, to point out everybody else's yeah, absolutely. mistakes absolutely. and overlooking our own. Absolutely, we, we need people to speak into us because we do have a tendency to have blinders to our own sin. So the whole plank versus speck situation, like, yeah, we really in general as humans have no trouble seeing what they're doing (laughs) and I'll point out their issues, but we are not good at seeing it in ourselves. So I need you to speak into me absolutely, with a heart to help me with a heart, not of being critical and dismissive. So, yeah, I think he's addressing both we as the ones being critical, but then also being willing to receive because we, we need, we need people
1: to speak into us. Absolutely. And, and so, you know, so, so he talks about judging and um you know he talks about a number of other things the um, in, in this sermon. Um, you know, inviting us to trust the goodness of our Heavenly Father uh, when we pray. Uh, our Father is after giving us good things. Now, it doesn't mean that He's going to always give us what we want, mm-hmm. but but when we ask Him, He's not going to be evil and mean to us. So the, the whole context of, you know, I'm asking for bread and He's going to give me a stone. Our Father doesn't work that way. Yeah. He is saying, I, I, I see your need, and you may not even see your need as well as I see your need, and so sometimes he blesses us with things that we didn't ask for and didn't even know we needed. Mm-hmm. So the whole concept of we have a heavenly father who is good and he gives good gifts. He's not, gonna, he's not going to withhold the best from us. And so Jesus talks about that. Uh, that's another piece of the sermon on the Mount that he, uh, that he talks about as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. Anything else from that, that sermon that, that shows up? Well,
0: I think... He then goes on, and this is in both um, Matthew's account of this teaching and in Luke, he talks about the tree and its fruit. Yeah, yeah. The good tree bears good fruit, which I do think ties back to that idea of looking at our own hearts. Yeah. Um, We're so quick to point out other people's fruit, (laughs) (laughs) but what are we doing, making us pause to think about, okay, what am I taking in? What? my fruit, what is my fruit revealing about who I am? Sure. Um, so I, I think we see that in the good tree versus the good, good fruit, even the narrow and wide gate is talked about in this passage. Like there are some things that are just, Jesus is pointing out what is counterintuitive to our natural selves. Take the easy route. Nope. Actually, that's not the way, uh, and examining ourselves before we're looking at somebody else, all of those things are kind of counter to what is natural. And so that's why Jesus is pointing them out. To yeah, us here. He's,
1: he's <laughs> helping us to um, reflect on ourselves, um, you know, what does self-examination look like? And um, and he's helping us. And so one of the saddest verses in the Bible, I think, you have these individuals who are serving and preaching and all of these things that uh, didn't we prophesy in your name? And then and then comes this this gut punch, and where Jesus says that the Father will say, "I never knew you." Yeah. Like like that that to me is again one of the saddest verses in the Bible. So. Like, like, what does that mean? I'm, we're doing all of these things, and he says, "I, I never knew you."
0: Yeah, it is kind of scary. Yeah, it is. Um, I think it gets to the because that kind of looks like good fruit, right?
1: Yeah. But yeah. if it's
0: manufactured rule keeping in our own strength, yeah, apart from a relationship with God, then yeah, yeah, we we didn't know Him. We were not abiding in Him. I always think of John fifteen where, um. Because my tendency is to focus on the fruit. And what can I do yeah, to yeah, manufacture yeah. fruit? Well, that is not what John 15 talks about. Um, it's Our job is to abide. And when we're abiding in him, out of that comes the fruit, yeah. which is what's true here as well. It's not about the rule keeping or the um, outside actions, but our heart and out of our heart flows that um, the good fruit. And it is a relationship with God. Absolutely. Not doing operating in our own strength. Yeah,
1: and and Jesus ends this particularly in in the Matthew seven passage. He ends the Sermon on the Mount with um, kind of an illustration of um, of a wise person and a foolish person. Wise persons a wise person builds uh, his house on rock. And so when the storms come and the floods come, the house is still standing. And then the wise, the, the foolish person builds his house on sand and the floods come. Same thing. The winds blow, the floods come, the storms come. And um, and great is the collapsing of that particular house. And then Jesus says, hey, this is the way it will be for those who hear my words and actually put them, to pr- put them into practice versus those who hear the words and don't put them into practice. Mm-hmm. And so so this whole section is all about this self-examination to see, you know, am I wise? Am I foolish? Am I in the faith or am I not in the faith? Um, uh, am I, you know, as you mentioned, am I doing this from a place of keeping rules or do I have a genuine relationship with Jesus? Am I critical of others or am I compassionate and kind toward others? So so this whole idea of examining our heart, um, I think, is a big, big deal. Yeah. Um, the, I think in, in John 14, Jesus says, it's the spirit who will lead us into truth. And I think this is one of those times where we, we should wake up every morning saying, Holy spirit, reveal the truth to me about, about our heavenly father, about myself and about others so that I am not. Uh, judging you, mm-hmm. so that I am um, recognizing where I should kind of flex a little bit, change a little bit, uh, so that I might please God. And so, so this whole idea of examining our hearts, laying our hearts bare before the all-seeing God, to say, "Hey, this is what's amiss. This is what's not aligned, and this is what is aligned." And so, so. I love this sermon because it's so simple, mm-hmm. and I don't like this sermon because it is so challenging. Yes. And well, so. and I was just
0: thinking that sto- the essentially a parable about building your house on the rock that is yeah. one that we teach to kids. Yeah. Uh, but it is far from a childish application because yeah. it really does bring all of this together. As you were saying, it's hearing, it's obeying, and and it's even back up putting ourselves in a position to hear. Right. And then it's not just hearing it, like we could. Okay, nice words, or you know that was that was interesting, or I learned a lot of Greek and Hebrew from right, that right, teaching, right, exactly. and that makes me feel intellectually stimulated. It's not hearing; it's putting it into practice, and those are some challenging things. We just yeah. talked about that whole that whole planking, uh spec thing. Yeah, yeah, the, I mean, all of those are. As we said, not what comes naturally, but it's putting into practice that is the very um, unchildlike yeah. <laughs> thing that Jesus is calling yeah. us to. Yeah,
1: and I, I think when we when we look at self-examination, I think there are a couple of ways we can we can do that. Obviously, the Spirit of God reveals um, our heart when we read the Word, so it's, it's important to mm-hmm. engage the Bible. So you won't, you and I will never know who we really are on the inside. Unless we're engaging the scripture and the scripture is challenging us. Um, I think obviously the Holy Spirit can reveal things to us as we journal, as we think about, think deeply and reflect on our lives. And then I think we can, we can place ourselves before other people, people who love us, care about us. Mm -hmm. And, and again, you know, this, this is a great question to ask, what is it like to be on the other side of me so that we're not undermining our leadership? We're not undermining um, our lives with other people. And so, so those are some, some ways to engage self-examination. And I think it was Socrates or Plato who says the unexamined life is not worth living. Hmm. And, um, and so, so, so when we g- engage, examining our lives, self-examination is truly, it helps us to grow in all kinds of areas. So in any other ways um, that you think you can think of in terms of self-examination, if there are any?
0: Well, I do think, I mean, just to emphasize, it's a regular practice. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, this is not a one and done. This is an <laughs> right, ongoing, right. I mean, I think Oh, just the layers of selfishness. There are different seasons in my life. Well, and football season actually is one of those when my husband is coaching and I have to do a lot of household things on my own. I always think, okay, here's the new season of sanctification where I learn how to be less selfish. Um, It's an ongoing process. And I I guess we shouldn't even feel badly about that. Like that, that is, we are, um, new creations and we're also being made new.
1: Absolutely. So
0: that. that, uh, it's not something to feel to beat ourselves up about, but to be grateful that uh, we have the opportunity and we have the Holy Spirit inside us to continue to transform us.
1: Yeah, and and make I think us Paul more says like from glory to glory. Yeah, that we're being transformed, and so, uh, so, so, what can we believe about God? What can we believe about ourselves from this, um, this kind of this brief survey yeah. of the chapter seven of the Sermon on the Mount?
0: Yeah, I, I guess what I'm grateful for God about to God and really to Jesus is that he's taking time to teach us these things. Yeah. Yeah. Cuz um it really is a better way to live. Yeah. Um if we if we follow what Jesus says, we will enjoy a more abundant life just in a real practical level. And and what can I believe about myself and others? Boy, I I do because I do I usually think <laughs> that I'm right. I do need to be mindful of um Examining myself first yeah. and not be so quick to, even if I'm not audibly pointing out other people's faults, mentally yeah, yeah, keeping yeah, track yeah, of those. So that is always a conviction yeah. for me.
1: I, I think for me is, um, so So one of God's characteristics is um, that we see across scripture is, is uh, we, we see it in Jesus. Jesus came into the world not to judge the world, but uh, condemn the world but that the world might be saved through him. And so when I don't judge, I'm actually modeling what God does to humanity. And so, so recognizing that God is one, he comes to us first in love and compassion and grace. It is not his desire that anyone should perish. It is not his desire to judge and condemn anyone, but it is his desire to bless and to we talk about blessing not you know, the prosperity kind of thing, but it's his it's his desire to show compassion and love. That's his first move toward us. Mm-hmm. And so um, so I I love that we have a God who is compassionate and loving, and that's not his first move toward us. And then for 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 me it is it's the same thing, you know again, double clicking, examining my heart. Um, am I? Am I truly believing, uh, hearing, and obeying? Mm-hmm. Am I just, or is it, is is am I just getting this information to do a message, or am I letting these words metabolize in my heart first? And so, uh, hearing and obeying is probably one of those things for me that I need to, um, I need to kind of drop anchor on some more. Like, what am I hearing? and how much am i obeying what i'm hearing. Mm-hmm. So those are those are those are two things for me that god is a god who loves and then uh, examining my heart to see if i'm hearing and obeying. That's good yeah. stuff.
0: Well, thank you friends for listening. As always, we encourage you to have a spiritual conversation with a friend
1: this week.